Hi guys, welcome back to This Day in Metal. My name is Lindsay C and today I am joined by the one and only Dino Cazares of Fear Factory. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm over here in sunny California and there is no fireworks or bonfires going off. <laughs> yeah, we've had um, a great night for, for the interview tonight. <laughs> it's nice and sunny over here and uh, I'm happy to be talking to you. Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said previously, before we started recording, it is bonfire night in the UK tonight. Um, so if there's any strange noises, it's just fireworks. It's nothing to be worried <laughs> about. <laughs> okay, so once again, thank you for joining me. Um, so, aggression continuum. I hear that. <laughs> I, I can hear that. backdrop, actually, for the album, yeah, do you not think? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Aggression Continuum is a fantastic album. Um, there's obviously a recurring theme of man versus the machine throughout Fear Factory's discography. Mm -hmm. um, but is there a particular story or message behind Aggression Continuum specifically? Well, yeah, Aggression Continuum is basically saying, um, you know, despite of all the things that we went through just to get this record out, um, especially myself, um, that I will be continuing and moving forward with the style, the theme, uh, the uh, everything that Fear Factor is about. I'm going to continue with it and continue to move forward. Towards the end of the record, uh, there's a little speech. It's, it's basically a speech that was taken from the movie Dune. And basically it says, uh, it's fear is the mind killer speech. So when the fear is gone, only I remains. And unfortunately, you know, the way things have gone for Fear Factory, I am the only remaining member of the band and uh, I will be continuing and moving forward. That's basically what the theme is of this record. Perfect. No, it's a fantastic theme. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a very angry record as well by your own admission. Um, yes, we were going through a lot during the time of making that record, you know, everything with the legal proceedings that that went down and it's, it's no secret, you know, all the stuff that happened. Um, nobody, at the end of the day, no one really won. We all lost a lot. Um, but I felt, I felt that I gained much more. So I'm very happy moving forward and it is what it is. And I will continue the tradition of what Fear Factory is about. Perfect. Well, that's definitely good to hear. I mean, what is the process of creating certain sounds to reflect particular tracks? For example, um, from what I picked up in the album, um, the track Collapse, you know, you, you've made it sound like there's a literal structural collapse and the same for Manufactured Hope. There's that sound of metal on metal where it sounds like you're, you know, you're constructing something. What is the creative process of, for you for creating these kind of things? Well, sometimes, you know, a, a, a word or a title or a lyric can inspire a vision or just something that you're, you're really into, like you're watching a particular movie or you're reading a particular book or you've seen a particular story. You know, you, it kind of create a vision in your head of what it could sound like. So when I first heard the title Collapse, I was like, okay, so what am I going to do to make it sound like that. And basically I picked up the eight string guitar, which is a much you know, lower tuning. And uh, I just wanted to create a, a sound of like a building pretty much collapsing. And that's exactly what I believe that yeah. we achieved on that. So, you know, I try to have a certain vision and I try to go with that vision and um, I could just uh, create a sound 
that would uh, go with that vision. You know, kind of like uh, we've kind of been doing that for a very long time. I mean, we've mm -hmm. been influenced by a lot of movies, every, everything from Blade Runner to Terminator to Dune. You know what I mean? And we try to create the soundtrack to those movies. And that's how we pretty much, you know, developed our sound and our style and, and, yeah. our, and our creative vision of what we wanted the song to sound like. Yeah, it was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, what do you think of the overall reception of both the studio album and the instrumental version was? Overall, how, how do you think the fans have reacted to it? Oh, fans love it because I see a lot of, you know, people doing um, vocal covers over it. I see a lot of people jamming along to it on guitar. Um, a lot of people like it because, you know, a lot of guitarists and bassists and drummers who do, you know, jam videos that jam along with it, they can hear certain parts a lot more because sometimes, you know, when you're mixing a record, you know, the vocals are going to overpower uh, some of the little idiosyncrasies on the record. Um, a particular little hi-hat parts or maybe a little guitar riff that the vocals are going to be louder and you're going to hear it more. Whereas when you take the vocals out, you're able to hear all those little nuances and all those little things that people feel like they're missing when they, when they have to hear the vocals over it. So a lot of people enjoyed it in that way. And I just, it's the first time we've ever done it. And I just thought it would be a good idea to do it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, have you thought about releasing other instrumental albums from previous records? Um, yeah, we have, and it's a possibility that, that more will come out. Brilliant. Well, I would love that personally. Um, I mean, I mean, when I listened to, um, Aggression Continuum to begin with, I thought I was totally blown away by the album. Um, but when the instrumental version was released, like you said, there, there's so much detail that you, you know, that you don't quite pick up on with vocals there. And it was like, it was like listening to a completely different record. So thank you for, for providing wow. that. That was totally cool. That wow. Totally cool. That, that's really cool. Yeah. It's really, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like where a lot of stuff has moved, you know, moved uh, like for instance, like, you know, a lot of the YouTube people who, who create music on YouTube, a lot of the guitarists and bassists and drummers, you know, and they do just all instrumental stuff. So that stuff's kind of popular in a way, you know? Yeah. And so that was one of the reasons why I did it as well. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, I mean, where do you get, you touched on previously that, you know, you were the, the last remaining original member and you're driving forward with your factory. Um, where do you get the motivation to actually drive the machine forward despite all the adversity that you've had to face? What, what's your well, inspiration the, for that? The motivation has never left me, you know, since day one, since the day I started, you know, um, putting this band together, you know, it's never left. Um, the motivation to create music is never left, you know? So all that goes hand in hand and that it's the same motivation. Um, and every day I wake up, you know, I hear a riff, I hear a, I hear an idea, uh, you know, I watch something that inspires me and that is the motivation. Besides that, uh, you know, fans, people who love the music, people who love the style, you know, every day, you know, you read on social media that, you know, it's changed that you know like this music or something that i've created changed you know someone's life and that's that's amazing that's a that's an amazing motivation that keeps you going if 
if the love for metal in your heart doesn't keep you going, listening to what the fans, you know, feel or, or something that they've uh, accomplished or something that you've inspired them to do, um, that should be motivation enough, you know? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, this is your 10th studio album, which is quite a milestone in itself. Um, but naming this album Aggression Continuum, is this marking the direction that the band is going in as it enters into a new era? Can we expect more aggression from the band going forward? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't believe that we've ever really lost the aggression. True. But yeah, it's just basically saying that we're going to continue with this style moving forward. Yes. Like nothing's going to change in that way. Um, do you have a, a particular favorite era of Fear Factory? So obviously there's been various eras throughout your 30 year period. Um, do you have a favorite era at all? Well, I can tell you my least favorite era. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> from from uh, 2004 to 2008. Right. That was when I was out of the band. <laughs> yeah, well, that, fair enough. I mean, that's, that's, that's my point. least favorite era. No. Um, you know, personally, for me, uh, all of it from the beginning, from the very, very beginning, putting out our first record and going out on our first tour, you know, all that was so exciting. It was so amazing. And then seeing the band grow over the years with D Manufacture and Obsolete and then Digimortal, you know, all those were, you know, just you know, a, a, a steady climb, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, everybody knows about, you know, me being out of the band for a few years there and then yeah. coming back into the band with Mechanized, you know, an intense, heavy record, yeah. coming back with that, the industrialist, you know, uh, you know, the more industrial style, you know, obviously the Genexus and then the new record, you know, all of it has been just an amazing whirlwind of a career, you know, whether it's bad or good, you know, all that has definitely, uh, you know, I'll put it this way. It's been very scary, exciting, fun, and then scary again. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, personally speaking, my favorite era is the demanufacture era. Um, I remember the first time I discovered you guys, I was a, a 10 year old kid. And I was watching the Mortal Kombat movie a few years after it was released in 1995. And I remember hearing this, this music in the background of the Scorpion and Johnny Cage fight scene. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself as a kid, what is that? Obviously, a zero signal. Um, and from 22 years to now, I've just been a massive fan ever since. So uh, thank you. <laughs> I, think <laughs> thank a, I think a lot of people probably like the era of when they first discovered the band. Mm -hmm. You know, there had, there was a lot of people who discovered us during D manufacture. That was a very exciting time for us. Very exciting. Um, the band pretty much skyrocketed. You know, we did a lot of big tours on that record. We supported Ozzy. We supported Megadeth. We supported Iron Maiden and a few other big bands and that really propelled us to the next level you know we weren't exactly uh prepared for that you know um because it was kind of like an overnight thing um but it was like so exciting and you know it, there's a lot of getting used to when the band gets to the next level like that you know and when it happens that quickly you know mm -hmm. um 
but it was fun, man. It was, it was great. It was, I will never change that ever again, you know? And then when we put out obsolete, then we, boom, we went to the next level and it's like, wow, you know? And, uh, you know, everybody, every musician always has a dream that, you know, when you start putting a band together, you know, you want, you want really, you want people to like your music. You're hoping that you could be the next Metallica. You know what I mean? Um, everybody yeah, has that. Everybody has that dream. And it just, unfortunately, not everybody gets to that level, mm-hmm. but we were very lucky that, you know, we were able uh, to achieve as much as we did in the, in the short amount of time that, that we, when we, when we first started on those records. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, Obviously, there's um, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with Fear Factory at the moment, and I'm just going to ask this question because we're all dying sure. to know. <laughs> um, sure. Have you chosen a new vocalist? Uh, yes. Fab. Okay. Um, uh, that, and that's that's not a secret. Well, I know. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that you guys are going to be touring with Static X in in the yep. new year. Um, are you planning on showcasing your new vocalist before that tour? Yes. Fab. And that's not that a secret be... either. That's not oh, a right, secret okay. either. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and any plans on how that's going to happen? Will that be yes. like a Okay. Is that a secret? <laughs> uh, no, it's not a secret. Uh, we plan on showcasing them with a new song. A new song. Right. Okay. Yeah. And will, I really want be... people to hear it and judge it by when they hear it. Uh, because, you know, if I announce who it is right now, then it's going to be like everybody's going to, you know, give their opinion before they even hear anything. So I'd rather people give their opinion of when they hear it than before they hear it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, the style that you've chosen for the vocalist, is it going to be like a similar style? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not going to change, no. It's not going to change. Cool. Right. Okay. That's fine. Any plans for a UK tour anytime soon? Because you guys over in the US get all the best tours. <laughs> yes. Uh, a UK tour definitely will happen later next year for sure. Cool. After the summer. After the summer. Right. Okay. Um, do you have any favorite tracks to play live? What are your favorite tracks to play live? Um. Oof, uh, there's so many. There's so many songs to choose from. Shock, I mean, Edge Crusher, South by Sister, D Manufacture, Zero Signal, uh, you know, What Will Become, Damaged. Uh, uh, off the new record, definitely will be Recode, um, Disruptor for sure. Um, uh, there's so many. I mean, I'm pretty much oh. telling you the whole set list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically all of them. Um, who have you enjoyed touring with the most? I mean, you know, you've you've mentioned previously that you've supported various big acts and obviously smaller acts have um, supported you guys as well. Do you have any favorites that you've toured with? Yeah, every every band that we've toured with has been amazing to us. There's only one time in particular where we toured with Megadeth back in 1996 during the D-Manufacture tour where it was a bit rough, you know, um, you know, uh, dealing with some of the things that uh, Dave Mustaine was pretty much, it's, it's a long story. And I, I, I've said it before many times, but that was the only, that was the only time we ever had it rough was when we were opening up for Megadeth. 
Um, it was the sure. Megadeth Corn Flotsam and Jetsam tour back in 1996. And uh, yeah, but I mean, we, we've toured with Megadeth after that and it's been, it's been amazing ever since then. But that was the only time that we ever had any issues um, opening up for somebody. But uh, everybody else has been totally amazing. I mean, we toured with Metallica. That's like a huge, huge level. That's like, you know, massive arena tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, those were those were amazing. You know, it's just, you know, the, the, those guys are really cool. They're very down to earth still. You know, they're very cool guys. Um, everybody, we've toured, we, we toured with Ozzy many, many times. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Toured Iron Maiden a few times. Um, you know, that, that's been amazing. Rob Zombie, Slayer. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw you guys live was when um, you co-headlined with Devin Townsend Project mm-hmm. in Glasgow. Um, what was it like touring with Devin? Oh, Devin's great. I've known Devin from way back, probably since about 1990, I think I, bled, I met him, 1990, 1991, around there. Um, and we've been friends ever since. He's been a great guy. Uh, we get along very well. Um, and the tour went without a hitch. Brilliant. I have to ask this question, and you've probably been asked this a million times, but okay. I am a huge Numenoid, and um, I just want you to know, although it was over 20 years ago now, what was it like working with Gary Newman? Oh, Gary Newman's been is amazing. He lives in, he lives in L.A. now. Um, mm-hmm. He's been out here for for a few years now. Um, still a lovely, still a lovely man. <laughs> um, Gary Newman is just is just one of those artists that knows exactly what he wants, knows exactly what he wants to sound like. Um, it was kind of a it was kind of a an idea that was kind of like, you know, what it, wouldn't it be great to get Gary Newman on on a on a cover song of of himself, you know, yeah. of, you know, we were doing Gary Newman cars. And so we were like, okay, let's call Gary, see what happens. So we reached out to Gary and he said, sure. We're like, what? <laughs> like he actually said, yes. You know, we thought for sure he wasn't going to say yes, you know, but he did. And he flew out to Canada and he met us in Canada because that's where we were recording. Mm-hmm. And um, very lovely guy. You know, we, we got to sit down with him for, mm-hmm. you know, a while for a couple of days. And, um, it only took him literally five less than five minutes to do the song, you know. Yeah, like I mean, one, when you like guys one take. yeah, I mean, he's been playing it already 30 years before that, so that's true. <laughs> yeah, it took him like a couple of minutes just to really do the song, and boom, it came out amazing. So, yeah, we were very happy that that happened, and, and, and we were able to, you know, build a relationship with him over the years. Is he an inspiration for a lot of the, uh, you know, the keyboard work and the synth work that's in your music? Because, you know, there's a lot of synth there. Definitely. I mean, one particular keyboard that he used was a Moog. And yeah, um, yeah he, he, you know, those sounds back in the day definitely inspired us back in 81 or 1980 when that record, when that song came out. Um, you know, I heard it on the radio. It was a huge hit. You know, I seen it on MTV when I was a kid. Um, I never in a million years thought that I would be in a room with him, you know, doing a song of his, of his with him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those keyboard sounds have definitely, uh, stuck with me over the years for sure. Um, and yeah, it made us want to apply it to our music for sure. Uh, um, so and bands that we were, the bands that he influenced, 
mm-hmm. were also bands that influenced us as well, um, that influenced us because over the years, obviously, it's been a lot of, you know, people like, you know, Trent Reznor and Al Jorgensen from Ministry and all those bands like that. You know, they also inspired us as well. So Brilliant. So what are you currently listening to? What's on your radar and gets you excited for Ooh, the world of metal at the moment? That's a hard question right now. Um, <laughs> Thought I just dropped really, that at the end there. <laughs> I'm really in the, mo- in, the mo- in the mode of writing new songs right now for the new singer. So that's kind of like where, my, where I've been at right now um, mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks. Um, I can't tell you anything that I'm listening to at the moment. Okay, no, that's fair. Right now. No, that's that's fair. Um, can I make a suggestion? But hold on, there is one band. Uh, the band's called Repentance. Mm-hmm. So check them out. I'll definitely check them out. I'll definitely get them added to my list. Sure, give me a suggestion. Um, well, after um, our conversation, I am reviewing the new Omnium Gatherum album. Um, Omnium mm. Gatherum are a Finnish death metal band. Um, they've been around since the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and their new album is called Origin. Um, and like I said, it's finished death metal with with slight elements of prog in there as well. Okay. Um, really quite theatrical, their music. Um, very guttural mm-hmm. vocals and things like that. So very hard, hard-paced, fast-paced as well. So um, I would definitely suggest checking them out. They've, they just released their ninth studio album, Origin, today. Um, okay. So I would definitely recommend them. All right, I'll check them out. Awesome, thanks. So lastly, um, do you have any advice for anyone that, who's trying to break into the metal scene when it comes to writing new music and, and getting out there? Um, I would just say try to be as original as possible and try to you know, not give up. Uh, it's, it's, it's rough out there. It's not easy. Um, but there are many outlets for you to get your music out there um, and get it released for people to hear it. Um, you know, be big on social media, push a lot on social media as much as possible, try to build a fan base. Um, you know, a lot of people don't need record companies anymore to, you know, promote themselves. It's been proven many, many times. So just don't give up and just, you know, keep doing what's true to your heart. I think you're a fair example of that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dino. It's really appreciated. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate it. As a massive fan for the last 20 years, this has dream come true for me to speak to you. So thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. No problem at all. Thank you very much. All right. Talk to you later.